Hey friends, welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts. In this show, we share simple, practical strategies just to help you live, to lead, and to learn more intentionally. So learn more about us and check out our resources by going to 3x5leadership.com today. That's 3x5leadership.com. So opening question, um, when was the last time you did something for your own development? What about the time before that? Really, like, how consistently are you able to invest in your own growth? And really, like, I'm asking, like, who can, right? Think about between work, important time spent with family, uh, maintaining a house, community involvement, and so on. Like, who has the time to stop and really just invest in your own development? And so often, that becomes a thing that we'll just have to continue to find some time for later down the road. And then again, later down the road. And it's really not an encouraging perspective, obviously, and it's unfortunately just too much of a reality for many of us, myself included. And so today, um, we're going to look at not only the need for self-development, but maybe even more importantly for some of us, uh, how we can do it more regularly every day and every week amidst our very consistently busy schedules. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this particular topic this week, um, so let's get to it. Josh here, uh, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm really excited that you're here and you join us for this episode. So leaders are readers, leaders are learners. Uh, we're compelled to lead with curiosity, to, to ask better questions, to listen, to get insight from all around us, up, down, across, and out. Uh, leadership is a lifelong education where we as the leaders uh, are much more often the student than we are the teacher. Even our own 3x5 leadership team here uh, believes that one of the most important habits of leaders is to just simply lead ourselves well, to take responsibility for our own growth and development. And we believe leaders must be lifelong learners who are committed to continuously learning more about themselves, how to lead, and how to connect with others. But one of the most like, common questions we get about this calling to develop ourselves is really just how. How do I find time? How do I make time for all the self-development that we talk about amidst long work days, overwhelming to-do lists, projects, kids, sports, community activities, maintaining the home like we talked about, so on and so on. How do I actually get time to grow myself? It's a great question. Uh, and today we're going to explore maybe just four simple strategies that you can begin tapping into now that will help you purposefully integrate self-development activities into your existing schedule. But before we start diving into those strategies, uh, I want to first offer one predicating note about our schedule, which uh, I'll often reference as our battle rhythm throughout this episode. Uh, a battle rhythm is a common military phrase for maintaining an ordered routine. Um, it's a deliberate cycle of leader, sometimes staff and team activities to synchronize efforts that can cover maybe a day's worth, a week's worth, or even a month's worth of, of activities or rotation of those activities. And this document that really just captures all of the routine things that we do routinely uh, it can be applied at the personal level, individually, or all the way up to an organizational one. So uh, if first you're questioning your schedule and really what we mean when we talk about that, uh, let alone how to build self-development into it, uh, I recommend that you check out our article 
on the vowel rhythm, uh, which I do have linked in the show notes here uh, for today's episode. So it's important to be clear on our schedule, our, our battle rhythm, uh, before we get into figuring out how to layer developmental stuff uh, onto it. Now, let's talk through the four strategies to integrate development into our schedule. These strategies actually build and scope as we go, uh, requiring more personal effort, uh, more time uh, on our schedule. And so, while they don't necessarily have to occur sequentially, uh, I do encourage you to approach them one at a time, starting at the top. Uh, maybe spend a day thinking through strategy number one, and then maybe transition to number two, figuring out how to apply that within your own unique schedule, i.e. your battle rhythm. And then practice that for a while, maybe give it a couple weeks uh, before elevating to strategy three, which will demand even more time, effort from you as well. We're in no rush here. We're focused on building sustainable self-development habits for long-term growth, fulfillment, and improvement. Okay, so here we go. Strategy one is to simply just identify what self-development activities you want to regularly sustain. We all have unique learning preferences or ways we enjoy growing. We should clarify them before we start throwing them into our schedule. Uh, maybe some of us enjoy audiobooks or podcasts, some don't. Some enjoy reading books while others prefer videos. Uh, some are big into articles and blogs. Some may desire talking things out with another person as a means to reflect versus those uh, that want to go to pen and paper as a means uh, to capture their thoughts first, people like me. All of it's okay, all of it'll work. There is no right answer for the type of activities we're looking for. Really what we're looking for is the best answer for you and the activities that, will not, um, that you'll not only maintain, but that you'll actually look forward to doing as well. That's not gonna require a lot of mental energy for you to commit to doing. So do note also uh, that I mentioned a lot of personal activities that didn't really involve people or resources external to you. Maybe activities like mentorship or coaching or maybe some big formal course or program that your, your, your business, your organization, whoever you work for offers you. Um, I do this purposefully because I want to emphasize things that we can control and things that we can gauge in on our own. Uh, we're not completely in control of certain developmental activities like mentorship, like I mentioned. Uh, so I caution you to consider incorporating bigger activities that include external dependencies like that first. Let's focus on what we can control each day and each week. So, for me, uh, a few of those activities, like I mentioned before, include reading, listening to podcasts and audiobooks, uh, reading articles and blogs pretty regularly too, seeking feedback uh, in small but inconsistent amounts, uh, reflective thinking while I run uh, is a big one for me, and then also reflective writing, which oftentimes turns into uh, what you see here on this platform. So, strategy number one, identify your desired and preferred uh, developmental activities. Next, strategy two uh, is to integrate developmental activities into events that already exist on your battle rhythm. This makes development easy uh, to start because it's simply just using things that you already do. What do I mean by that? Uh, well, here are just a few examples of how I inject development uh, into things that do already happen almost every day for me, and I, I hope maybe these examples can help you kind of start framing what we're talking about here with strategy two. Uh, for example, I use my commutes to listen to audiobooks um, and even some of my runs to listen to podcasts. 
I already do both events almost every single day. Uh, and so it's an easy choice for me to just add those activities onto those uh, to make it developmentally enriching uh, instead of what I originally was going to do was not maybe listen to music or something else, choosing a developmental activity or choosing a non-developmental activity. Uh, I also look to use things like meetings uh, or one-on-ones with my boss to seek feedback. Um, I aim to maybe try to come to those type of events with like one just really small question that I can ask at the end of the session, either to my boss or to the other members of the, the team or whoever's there, for audi the audience for the, for the meeting. Uh, and doing that each week helps me just solicit a little bit of feedback from them, helps me gather more consistent bite-sized data points about my performance, about my impact, whatever I want to ask about. So let's look at your schedule this week uh, and, and see what already exists on there in terms of events and then where, where you can adapt just a little bit to integrate development into those. Uh, it can be things from meetings, like we talked about, to commuting, to exercise. There's a pretty wide variety of, of activities that we can look into, events that we can look into that we do on a regular basis that we can make developmentally enriching. And I believe there's plenty of options uh, where you can just apply maybe just two, maybe three of those over an entire week. Okay, so after we practice the strategy, have it pretty well established uh, as a habit, and then we can finally maybe look to up our game a little bit uh, and get into strategy three, which is to anchor new and small developmental activities into our battle rhythm. This is a little more than uh, adding development to existing events. Uh, it's, it's finding events that we can latch onto either before or after to make habit cues really easy for us. Uh, really, what we're trying to do is just minimize the barrier of entry for some new development like habits so that we're looking to make those cues obvious and consistent. Uh, so here are a few maybe just personal examples that I've started over the last few years, hoping that they can maybe help you think about it uh, and what it can look like for you. One example uh, is I just commit to reading one blog post or, or one article every work day once I arrive to the office, but before I fire up my emails and, and get into meetings and all the madness for the day. Really, it's just a simple way to learn something new, get a little perspective before the day starts and just starts getting overwhelming. Uh, another one is I try to read about 10 pages from the book I'm, I'm currently reading uh, before I get out of my car and head into the office. So uh, I finish my commute, I park, before I start walking into the building, um, I'll just pause, give it a couple minutes, try to read 10 pages in the morning before I go in. Um, and then I also try to do that at the end of the night trying to see if I can get 10 pages done at the end of the night before I go to bed uh, every single night as well. And when you think about it, just those two very simple habits that each individually take just a couple minutes already create conditions for me to read about 100 pages just within a normal work week. Uh, I also try to have maybe one purposeful lunch a week, uh, maybe we're meeting with someone like a peer mentor or even a mentee of mine we're focused on just trying to have intentional conversations rather than the um, maybe all too easy and all too common uh, gossip-filled lunch with colleagues, right? So uh, see if you can find one or two events in your battle rhythm where you're able to add a developmental activity either before it or after it each week using those anchors of the event uh, as a cue to help you maintain consistency uh, with 
adding that as a habit as well. Okay, now give it a few weeks again, practice, establish as a habit, and we're finally ready for strategy number four, which is to add a whole new developmental activities to your schedule as just stand alone events. Uh, this can be hard, it can be a little nerve wracking for some of us, and certainly so for several reasons, and I really want to address those up front. You may be thinking like, how can I add a whole time block for a personally developmental event while at work or even at home? I mean, I don't even think I have anyone on my schedule or my battle with them to squeeze it in. Or maybe you're the person that's asking like, isn't that just really selfish of me to do? Like what would my boss or what would my peers, what would my direct reports think if I'm spending very selfish time for, my, for me during work time or after a long days of work when I'm doing it at home instead of spending time with family, right? And so all valid questions for sure. Uh, and I, I've asked all those and I continue to ask all of those myself uh, when I'm kind of challenged with uh, the validity of them. But I also try to regularly keep a certain mantra in my mind um, between my wife and I. It's kind of a family saying for us. And it's the saying is, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I've come to see that doing these like self-developmental things, these activities, is less of a selfish thing as much more as it's about like resilience and a leadership capacity thing. If I can keep my leadership cup full throughout each week, I have enough to consistently pour into others. I'm more energized, I'm more engaged, I'm also just more committed at work, at home, kind of just throughout my day. So the organization, my team, my people, my family, and I are all better because of it. And so uh, I've also made this final strategy, this the final strategy, because uh, it's the biggest one uh, that requires the most time, the most effort, and also has the most obstacles facing us uh, in really those realms, especially time. And it requires a lot more for you to be able to block off even just a simple 30 minutes to commit to a personal activity. So I encourage you to exercise those strategies as a means to maybe wade into the water before just straight off diving into the deep end here with this, this fourth strategy. But uh, if you feel comfortable with your schedule and your work conditions, here are a few examples and, and things really to consider as we dive into to, um, strategy four. The approach is basically just time blocking, where you commit uh, a defined amount of time to a particular activity uh, to increase your focus, your efficiency, and your productivity productivity within it. So uh, you can create specific time blocks for, I don't know, like processing emails, for working through a particular project. Uh, you can do it for your time to simply just wander around the office and spend time engaging with your people in their places of work. Uh, you can do the same for your development, though, when you think about it. I've easily often read about just CEOs who report blocking off multiple hours each week uh, simply just for like things like thinking time to, to process their thoughts and improve their decision making. So think about time blocking for like learning activities or for reflection or even for mentoring if you can influence it. Uh, and, and think beyond the boundaries of work too. One time block style activity, I guess you can call it, that I engage in with my wife uh, almost every single day is uh, our evening post-dinner family walks. And, and we use those walks actually to process through our day and even really get into exploring big ideas that are on our minds. And, and we even tend to use these walks to make really big family decisions uh, for the future. And so 
when you think about strategy four, just what is what is the potential there? There there is a cost. It takes a lot for you to be willing to put a significant block, thin, thick, whatever it is, at once, twice, three times a week for your own development. But when you're doing that, um, you're committing the time and the, the resources necessary to make it successful. You're being intentional. There's another benefit to that is like, the higher up you get, the more often um, people have visibility of your calendar. And when you as the leader are willing to put things like that, activities like for your own development on your calendar, it creates conditions, it gives a th authorization, it creates a culture to empower and allow other people to do that as well. And when you're able to have an impact like that, send signals, send messages that empower the people in that way too, now you're starting to get into organizational development, really impacting a culture, a, a wide variety uh, and a wide circle of people um, to do the same and for their benefit as well. So those are the four strategies you can adapt and apply to better integrate self-development into your daily and even your weekly schedule. In practicing these for some time, I've really come to find they create several important benefits. Benefits even beyond what I just talked about of, of giving authorization and empowerment to other people to do the same as well. And first, uh, one of the benefits is that these strategies just lead my development to be really planned deliberate and consistent instead of impulsive and reactive. If I'm not consistent with this activity, with this activity or, or series of activities for my development, maybe after a couple weeks, I'm looking back and I'm like, shoot, I haven't done anything. I haven't touched my book. I haven't listened to these podcasts, these episodes, this audiobook, whatever it is. I haven't done reflected. I haven't done any of these things. And then I'm starting to feel guilty. And then I feel pressure and rushed to get into these. And rather than it feeling purposeful and, and, and me being ready for development of the activity, I feel guilty and maybe not so focused on trying to grow from it rather than just trying to check the block. So um, through this approach, also these activities easily become sustainable habits integrated in my schedule and just not haphazardly thrown together or forced. A second benefit is uh, the approach ensures I keep my leadership cup full every day, every week, and I just maintain a broad perspective, not so easily consumed by my uh, immediate circumstances. And then the third benefit is just that these ensure I maintain continuous learning and growth, not simply just waiting for development to come to me by some external source or some person, like a boss. So I'm confident that you can find ways to adapt and apply these strategies to your own preferences as well as your own circumstances at work, at home, and in life. And so a couple questions maybe think about as we culminate the episode uh, today is one is like what developmental activities are both impactful and enjoyable for you? Uh, the second question is uh, what is one event in your schedule this week that you can layer a developmental activity onto? Maybe a meeting, maybe a commute, or if you're like me, just uh, the next run that you're going on. And lastly, the third question is, is there just one event this week, on this week's schedule, that you can anchor some new development to? So I'm excited for you to start this journey towards more deliberate, integrated, and sustainable development. And that's it. So I, I hope uh, you're excited. I hope you're a little bit more equipped and inspired to go forth and really just kind of integrate 
a lot of great development into your, your schedule this week. So um, that's it for this week's strategy. Um, before you go though, uh, I'd like to ask if you could just help me out with three quick things. First, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please give us a like and a review. It really just helps other people find the show and to let them know it's worth their time. Next, uh, subscribe to 3x5 Leadership via email. Uh, when you do, you'll get our new insight every single Monday in your inbox, uh, as well as be the first to know about new resources that we're coming out with from the team. So you can sign up uh, free for the email uh, at the link in the show notes, or you can go to 3x5leadership.com forward slash welcome. And finally, um, I, I offer just to consider becoming a 3x5 patron where you'll enjoy a bunch of weekly exclusive content while supporting our team's efforts to provide free, consistent, and high quality content to champion intentional leaders just like you. So you can find the Patreon link in the show notes as well. So that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, friends. I'm Josh. Uh, until next time, take care, lead well.